0: Remember the expression, you've got to laugh or else you'll cry? Well, we all need a little bit of laughter in our lives and the Medievals were no different. Let's face it, having to deal with poverty, being supremely pious and suffering from horrific diseases like the Black Death was enough to make anybody miserable. And the Medievals had to grab whatever joy they could. Let's travel back in time for some more funny stories and naughty jokes from the Middle Ages. Where traditionally, the butt of the joke would either be the voracious sexual appetites, the corruption of the clergy, or the stupidity of peasants. Welcome to Medieval Madness. The super-talented Poggio Bracciolini recorded a compilation of funny jokes and rude tales during the middle of the 15th century. After working under seven popes, the Florentine scholar and humanist was scathing about the behaviour of the clergy, saying, quote, The worst men in the world live in Rome, and worse than the others are the priests, and the worst of the priests they make cardinals, and the worst of the cardinals is made pope. His anthology of humour became popular all over Western Europe, and we included several tales from it in our first video on medieval humour. Here are just a few more of his stories for you to enjoy. The Confused Priest Sershiro, the vicar of St. Mark, was standing outside of his church gate in Pergia one day. It was on the occasion of a sacred festival, all of the parishioners were there, and Sertio was preaching his usual sermon. At the end of his speech, he addressed the men in his flock, saying, Dear brethren, I would like you all to put my mind at rest and answer a question for me. During Lent, I took the confession of all the wives here, who swore to me that they had stayed pure and faithful. You men, on the other hand, have all admitted to having sex with other men's wives. In order that I should no longer be worried and in a state of uncertainty, I was just wondering, who and where are these women that you had sex with? Economies of Scale A man who had just given his wife an expensive dress complained that he never got sex unless he spent at least a gold ducat on her each time. It's your fault, his wife chided. If we did it more often, you could bring down the price down to a farthing a go. Mixed Signals A knight from Naples, named Francisco Diotana received two letters. One was from a merchant in Genoa, to whom he owed money, and the other was from his wife. The merchant demanded that he pay his debt. His wife begged him to come home quickly, and reminded him that he had a duty to bed her as often as possible. The knight wrote two letters back, telling the merchant that he would satisfy him shortly, but asked for a little more time. In the letter to his wife, he tried to placate her with words of love and promised her that he was about to return, was as desperate for her as she was for him, and would prove it when he got back by caressing her and, quote, rogering her in a hundred different ways. Unfortunately, there was a mix-up with the letters. His wife got the one intended for the merchant, and the merchant got the one intended for his wife. When his beloved received her missive, she couldn't understand a word of her husband's reply. As for the merchant, he read and reread his letter, finding it to be utter nonsense, cringeworthy, and the ramblings of a submissive man. It seemed that his knightly debtor was on his way home to offer him lots of sex. The merchant, feeling that he was being made fun of, took the letter to the king and complained that he was being offered intercourse as a payment for the debt. He exclaimed that he wanted nothing to do with it and that he had been, quote, rogered, enough on the day that he had lent the money. Antonio Beccadelli went by the name of Panormita. He put together a biography of his patron Alfonso of Aragon, ruler of Florence, in 1455. It includes anecdotes about the king and about 30 of his jokes. Some of them were particularly short and snappish, like... When a man had told King Alfonso that he had finally found a wise man, the king replied... How can a fool recognise a wise man? Or the ideal marriage, in which King Alfonso said that a marriage could only be tranquil and peaceful if the wife were blind and the husband deaf. The year after Panamita wrote his celebration of Alfonso, Piccolomini wrote his commentary on it, adding extra stories about the king and other famous people, such as this one about Gregory of Heimberg. Gregory was thought to be the best judge and the best orator of all the Germans. He had spent a very long time at the imperial court and was finally on his way home. He met a friend on his way back, not far from the town of Nuremberg. His friend informed that his wife was alive and well. If my wife is alive, Gregory replied, then I am dead. Alotto Minardi was an Italian priest who lived in Tuscany in the 15th century. Tales about his colourful life show him as having a great sense of humour, something that we wouldn't expect of a medieval priest. A Parable About Wine Father Alotto and Bartolomeo Sassetti had gone to dine at the house of Francesco Dini, who was described as a worthy man. When they were sitting round the table, Francesco said, quote, Father, I have some excellent wine. Would you like it before or after dinner? As a reply, Alotto told a parable. The Blessed Virgin Mary was a virgin before she gave birth, he said, during the birth, and after the birth. Of course, being an intelligent man, Francesco understood the meaning right away, and being a generous man as well as honorable, he ordered that only the excellent wine should be served throughout the meal. It's actually thought that this very popular joke, which became attributed to Father Orlotto, originated with our friend Poggià, the medieval king of comedy. Here are some more of that humanist classic anecdotes. The Mimic. A friend's father was having an affair with the wife of a complete idiot. This idiot had a bad stutter. One night, when the husband was away, the man went to the wife's house. He knocked on the door, and wanting to gain admittance without the neighbours becoming suspicious, he imitated the stupid husband's voice. The fool, who was actually at home, heard the man and shouted to his wife, Giovanna, open the door, let him in, for it does seem to be me. Suspicious Minds Another man named Giovanni, who lived in Gobbio, was extremely jealous. He deliberated for hours how to establish once and for all whether his wife was having an affair with another man. By a profoundly developed idea, which could only come from the mind of a deeply jealous person, he cut off his own penis. Now, he thought, if my wife becomes pregnant, she will not be able to deny her adultery. Genius. Too many cooks. It is said that soon after getting married, Gianese men go to sea for many years, leaving their new bride to the care of other men. The Florentine merchant, Francesco Quartnance, was living in Genoa with his wife and children. Genoese children are usually healthy and fit, but Francesco's family were thin and lanky. One day, he was asked why his children were so weak and delicate, unlike the children from Genoa. The reason for that is easy, he said. I work alone at manufacturing my children, but you have quite a number of assistants in the making of yours. A Hairy Story Two young women were leaning out of a window, looking at the garden beyond. The gardener, who was old and bald, came outside to do some work. On seeing him, the two wenches jokingly asked him if he would like a hairy growth recipe. When he replied, yes, the women for a bit of sport told him to bathe his head in his wife's urine. Standing right in front of them, the old man said laughingly, That remedy will not work, and I can prove it. Pointing down to his crotch, he said, For the last 30 years, my wife has been bathing this friend of mine, yet never a hair has grown on it. Does Your Mother Know? A man from Florence who considered himself to be quite clever was engaged to marry a widow's daughter. He frequently visited the home of his beloved, and one day whilst her mother was away, he took advantage of the girl. When she arrived home, her mother could see by her daughter's demeanor that she had been taken advantage of. She scolded her bitterly for having brought disgrace on herself and on her family, and told her that she would do everything in power to stop the marriage. As soon as his intended mother-in-law went out, the young man came back. He found his betrothed in tears and asked her for the reason why she wept. Because mother means to break off the match, she replied. And you? asked the man. I wish to obey my mama, was the reply. That's fine, he said, and the marriage was called off. Sometime later, the girl took another husband, and her former lover took another wife. She attended his wedding, and the former couple could not help but smile at one another when they remembered what they had done in the past. The new bride noticed this, and became suspicious. That night, she asked her husband the meaning of what she had noticed. He tried hard to avoid giving her an answer, but he was impelled to tell the story and expose his former lover's silliness. What a silly foolish wench she was to tell her mother about it, exclaimed the wife. What was the point of telling her about your doings? I slept with our valet more than a hundred times, and I never said one word about it to my mother. Feeling quite foolish, the husband remained silent. Be careful what you wish for. Pietro Mancini was a very sarcastic man. As he got old, he made a will in which he left nothing to his wife. She was only to have the dowry that she came with. Naturally quite upset with the fact that her husband had slighted her in this way, she protested greatly of his not leaving her anything and cried with bitterness that she would have no provision in her old age. Her dying husband Pietro told her, quote, to send for a lawyer and some witnesses so that I can leave something to you. They came immediately. Pietro turned to them in front of his wife and said, quote, This woman here pesters me with her appeals that I should leave her something. So, I want you all here to witness that I am leaving her with a much smellier and larger pudenda than any other woman in town. TMI A mountaineer from the village of Pagola decided to marry the young daughter of one of his neighbours though after meeting with her, he found her to be too youthful and too fragile, so he refused. She is more mature than you think, said the stupid father, for she has already had three children by the vicar's clerk. People laugh at many things, and for numerous reasons, along with sorrow and anger, laughter was what made the Medievals human, just as much in the Middle Ages as it does with us today.